welcome to the show. This is the Goodwin Podcast, and I'm Nico, your host, actually your co-host today. Today's a very special day. Uh, one of my favorite people in the world, if not my favorite person, he teeters between one and, you know, in the top three at any given moment. And uh, always a pleasure to have him. I never, I, we have the same humor. Um, we are cut from the same cloth. He is a chemical engineer and a tea expert. Uh, that is his passion. And he's also a purple belt in jujitsu. And most importantly, he's my biological brother introducing Vincent Lapalusa. Vincent. Thank you. Thank you so much. Biological brother, Nico. 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 I might, I might do Nico. That just take it. Just take because I'm so used to Nick. And then you've kind of made that switch to Nico. Yeah. Nico. Also, don't. Be. You know, I mean, <laughs> if I can, you know, I, I've changed my name. Why did I change my name? Right? Because yeah. I wrote out the Nick thing for 27 years. And then. um, And so I'll tell you. Yeah. Because my name, as you know, is spelled N-I-K-O-L-A-S, Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I was going to take the first four letters of my name, it wouldn't be N-I-C-K. It would be N-I-K-O. Now that, plus just the sound. I'm so infatuated with sounds in Nick. 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 Compared to yeah, Nico. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nicer. I think so, too. So it was... I. I think people go through different, it's like a phase of a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of going with uh, dragonfly panda or like dragonfly polar bear or something, I uh, I went with Nico as my second, my spiritual name. Wow. I do like dragonfly polar bear though. Polar bear. Dragonflies are cool. They're, I've been drawn to them probably since the summer. They're kind of cool. Because of their multi-directional ability to fly. Do you know about this? I don't. They have a unique wing structure that, yeah, they're almost like what, they almost fly like uh, UFOs would, would yeah, fly. Like the, yeah, how we know UFOs fly. Yeah, I guess I see that. It's kind of I'm, similar to hummingbirds. Hummingbirds kind of do that, that, yeah. that hover, I mean, they hover and then they, they move so quick and like, almost like direct, like a perfect direction. I've noticed, and it's been. I find I find them fascinating to look at. Like I would love a, a little hummingbird feeder right outside my window. Mm. I think I would go as far to say that dragonflies are the most dexterous flyers hmm. that we have on this on this earth. But what do you think? Okay, so yeah. so amidst twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, there was I forget who comes out. The Pentagon comes out and says there are. Alien crafts, not of this world. We don't really talk about aliens. You don't really bring it up that much. But no. what's your, what's your, uh, what's the what what gives on aliens? Yeah. Aliens. That's a. So first of all, I don't really bring it up much because I don't really think too often about it. It's not something that's ever really been too bothersome of me. But at the same time, I it's the universe is too big. For there not to be. I think it's scarier if we were alone. Oh. In how big of a universe it is. Um, that seems less probable and just, and like I said, a little scarier to think that, like, what would have? How did, like, really then, like, how is this one little experiment going on with conscious beings? Um, I've been toying, and I don't know if you want to take this into aliens or if this is a different subject completely but i've been listening to a lot of neil degrasse tyson's tiktoks lately and and it's been taking me kind of down a rabbit hole of the infinite universes where there is an infinite number of multiverses where there's we're having this conversation but i'm sitting there and you're sitting here it could be as simple as that right but there's also another infinite universe where I mean, I'm living on the streets or I'm the president of the United States or something like that. Or I'm going towards those paths and like, or take it negative. Like, I mean, I'm, I've done horrible things in my life. Like it's infinite, infinite. I, I, there is literally every single possibility of every decision I've ever made in my life. 
And that's been tripping me out more than anything lately. I'd also say it's kind of impossible because I think we all know this is my good side and I would never let you never under any circumstances let you sit on this side. But furthermore, I kind of wanted to the the feeling of loneliness or being alone like in in the space. I've had just a handful I I had anxiety attacks like around the coming of age, 13 years old time where I'd wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night and though I'm not going to be able to like fully unpack that, one of the features is this like in the middle of space and everything is far away it's almost like the Mm. same imagery of like imagine being dropped in the middle of the mariana trench and there's and like zero visibility Mm. but darkness for miles and like that feeling of being like a star almost floating in a or a planet Mm -hmm. or a moon floating in this abyss of space is something that i've approached in anxiety it started off as like this anxiety thing but then i've come to understand it as like it's almost this awakening it's been associated with positive things too the more i've allowed myself to sit in that void Mm. um and that's what came to mind but the question doesn't seem to be, is there life in the universe? But I guess when I say aliens, I mean, have they visited? Oh, Do they interact? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the stories of pilots seeing things yeah. that defy the odds. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah. So, I mean, you hear those stories of, yeah, of, like recently of pilots seeing those crazy UFOs or seeing stuff that's just not to them of, of this world. Um, and then you take it back to like the ancient times where people were like, how are the pyramids built and like stuff like that? Did aliens interact with us then and have aliens just been kind of interacting with us kind of throughout, throughout existence? Um, so my take on have aliens been here? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Put, yeah. yeah. Pick a side. I'm, I'm in. Yes. I'm in. And it's not the most confident yes I've ever had, <laughs> but I'm there now. What does I've that do? Because you're, I mean, this is not an out in any way. You're a yeah. practicing Christian in a lot of ways. I mean, uh, you're also a practicing Christian who's a millennial and who's also a scientist who also has, you know, mm-hmm. you, you mean you've had these conversations before, yeah. but like, what does that do to me? Like the aliens coming here. To me, science and religion aren't opposites. They actually yeah, both prove each other in a lot of ways. They they yeah. go together and it's inclusive, not exclusive. But there's this whole narrative that if aliens came, people would lose their shit. They would be lost because of their perception. Of, what does that do to your perception of God? Um, and, and for those who don't know, Genesis, which is the first book of, of the Bible, is like, God created man in his image from the clay of the earth Mm -hmm. and then woman from the rib of Adam. Um, And we've talked about this on this podcast of the clay model theory of religion where God is outside of you crafting master technocraft kind of building you as opposed to the more Hindu style of God is within all things. Um, We are, we are all expressions of God uh, almost like, um, yeah. So, so what does that do to you? What does aliens do to your perception of Christianity? Would it change how you practice? So in terms of God, no, it doesn't change my perception of who God is. Cause, and may, and this might be not standard Christian. I, mean, I accept that. Um, so I, I see God as not just a God of this world, a God of the universe. So if there's other beings, I mean, it could be, beings of God's creation. But then the other thing that you mentioned too is I also don't see God as being separate from us entirely. I see God as also being within each and every one of us and it allows, and through God, we're able to do things, (laughs) do like the, the supernatural. I think the the quote unquote miracles. It's those feelings that you get when you, when you see, when you like those gut feelings, when you, 
see someone or do something or you have an urge to go in a certain direction. It's that, that to me is kind of a God pole, if that makes sense. And so yeah, do you I have an example. I mean, we got time. I'd yeah. Like to examples. Um, Cause I have examples, but they're kind of clouded by, you know, I may have been on LSD or I may mm. have been, and I'm trying to think of like the, the almost, and I don't take anything away from, from that, from my own perception. Mm. Like yeah. that's um, just because it's happening in my mind. doesn't make it. Oh, Dumbledore said this shit. <laughs> Dumbledore says this in the Deathly Hollows part two, right at the end. He's like, Harry's like, is this real or is it all in my mind? And he's like, just because it's all in your mind, does it mean it's not real? Mm. Or he says it more eloquently. Yeah. And that's like my, I'm like, oh yeah, like my experience did happen on these mm-hmm. psychedelics and it yeah. doesn't see, it doesn't need the distinction of being fake just because it's. For sure. Yeah, yeah, so I agree with that. For but sure. those are my examples. I was um, thinking if you had examples. I mean, the a, a very simple example, um, very very minor thing, is just when I was in a grocery store once. Um, I, you know, there's workers constantly like shelving, putting stuff on shelves and stuff, and I and one just asked me, she's like, "Do you need like, do you need help with anything?" And I was like, "No, no, I'm I'm fine, thank you." And then as I was about to walk away, I had that, again, that, that pull of like, ask her how she's doing. And I did that. And I was just like, like, how's your day going so far? And she like told me, she's like, not good, to be honest. Like, like not good, but just thank you. Thank you for asking. And I was like, yeah, do you, do you need anything? She's like, no, but I really appreciate you asking that it made my day. And mm-hmm. I was like, cool. That's something like that was something. And then I walked away. But to me, it's like listening to those types of feelings. That's that's a simple one that I can say, like, I just listened to. And again, I, ca- I can call it a pull from God. I've People call it just a gut reaction. I, I don't know. I've heard different words for it, and I'm open to hearing interpretations of that. Yeah, I it's... Well, my perception is God is so inclusive, the idea of, and, and I usually, and I sometimes substitute nature, yeah. you know, and that's where the binding of science and religion for me kind of happens because mm-hmm. I think if I wanted to be a reductionist or I wanted to try to explain that particular experience, I'd be like, yeah. okay, you felt or, or you saw certain body language mm-hmm. and because yeah. uh, you know that it feels good to share love it gives you serotonin mm-hmm. um uh you were brave enough to yeah. uh cross that boundary to care to mm-hmm. give a little bit yeah um and it it could be a self-rewarding mechanism according to like richard dawkins where you knew the serotonin was there afterwards yeah. of course that's way too overly reductionist and that's not even how i feel i think although that's there mm-hmm. there's still so much mystery and i mean there's an argument that it all is like, have you, have you had the time? I, I, I know you have, but like where something terrible happens, but then it validates itself. Like two years later, you're like, yeah. Oh, that was the hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So it's like when you, it's like the more I zoom out, the more that all of that natural flow of energy, the more chaos at one level can look like order at a higher level. And mm-hmm. it's almost like we call that higher order God, but it's, it's almost like, I guess my question is constantly is, does God interact with me? Do I interact? Yeah. And I know even that question is making me separate from God. So it's not, it's not inclusive of what we talked about before, but to play along here. Yeah. It's like, is it a flow of the universe that I'm just have to kind of align with? And there is some sort of interactive element. What, how much interaction with God is there? Yeah. Yeah. How per like, yeah, exactly. Like how personal. And that's, that, that is a good question. I don't know. Is obviously I don't have those answers. <laughs> those, are, those are the answers I think that go through a lot of people's minds. Um, I, I feel as if, yeah, like we do have like that, that higher order that, that flow. Cause yeah, exactly. Like you said, like there are, th- there's many things in life that in the moment, just like, Oh, this is the worst. Like I'm going through the worst. And then, 
yeah, a year or two later, it's like, oh, that was awesome that that happened. So was that God trimming the the death, like I, the uh, an, an example that was given to me was your God's like house plant kind of. And, you know, I, I love my house plants. And when there's a certain leaf that is dying or a stem that is dying, you trim it because you don't want it still is taking life from mm. the the whole of the plant, but you trim it and just discard it because you don't want it sucking. It's dying. It's a, it's a dying part of the plant. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a tumor on the plant. So you, so you get rid of it and you let the rest of the plant flourish. The example is God, we are God's house plants and God is constantly trimming those negative things from our life that are going to absorb, that are going to take a lot of energy but not actually put us on the path that he he has designed for us. And so like kind of like that universal flow towards that. Now the question is though, the good or not goodwill, <laughs> the free will aspect of mm-hmm. that. Because sometimes things are just taken out of our life without our control. There's other times where we have to make a conscious decision to separate ourselves from life. And sometimes we just choose to stay in a situation that maybe we don't consciously know it's a, it's taking away our energy. But if we sat thought with it, it would, we would realize like, Oh, this is taking, this is draining me. This is draining me. And so I need to consciously make that decision to move away from this person, this activity, this, whatever it is. So then there's that aspect of it. Yeah, can we hold on to our dead yeah. leaves? I feel like we humans can hold on maybe a little bit more than plants. Yes. Maybe not. Uh, but what is so I think of like Prometheus, right? The, you saw that movie, I right? Did not. Okay. Well the opening it's basically the opening shot, even if you don't watch the movie, mm-hmm. the opening shot is f- fucking amazing. It's it's like a human like alien lands on what can be assumed later in the movie is earth. Okay. And it's like a still magma phase of, of earth. Oh, so this is pre like, it's almost pre life. It looks very stony, lava. Okay. Um, but he lands, the ship takes away, he drinks a potion here. It, it looks like kind of a guy. He drinks like a potion and dissolves into like the water. Oh, there's water on earth already. Mm, Okay. And, and then, they zoom in and it's like what he dissolved into starts to form DNA. Whoa. So it's like, it's the ancient alien theory. It's yeah. such a fucking cool scene. If it you've never cool. seen I, Prometheus, yeah. it's like, even if you don't like scary movies, just watch the first 10 minutes. But that my point is, is like that kind of aligns to God, human made in God's image, mm-hmm. you know, like that. And what if you found out, that it was like another alien, a more ancient or older alien civilization that saw that this was a planet that could mm. have, you know, has yeah. water yeah. and therefore created humans. Is that God? For me, it's, it's the answer is no, because I think God is more of a, of a force almost yeah. like that would include that ancient alien civilization and pre, more primordial. But, but what what would it do for your perception of like? No, I I I think God is something that I think to make it easier, a lot of people have an image of what God is, but I don't think God is something that you can tangibly understand as a human. Mm. I think I think the way you put it is it is is a force more than anything. And I mean, me personally, the the image I've always kind of had growing up is a very stereotypical kind of like big, big, huge bearded man for a while. That was like mm. my image. Um, but I've just not Morgan Freeman. Only after Bruce Almighty, but that was okay. forced on me. Okay. That was forced. Not after me. Shawshank. All right. Yeah. No, not after Shawshank. That was yeah. And and everyone's just kind of accepted that he is our God. So. And Al Pacino's the devil. And Al Pacino <laughs> is the devil. 
so now now um, you're you're more what? So no, now I've come to accept that God is a true force in this world that I, I I don't really I I honestly I don't think too much on it anymore. It doesn't do me any good to like try to settle on the being of God. Uh-huh. It doesn't really it's like okay, I can think it's fun. It's fun to think about it like ooh, is God like a cloud? Is God a human? <laughs> is God is God like what what is it? It's fun to think about, but at the same time I feel like the I feel like feelings, emotions, um I feel like we all kind of know God in a sense. And it's just tapping into him and listening to him on a daily basis. And that's where the cool stuff starts to happen in people's lives when they start to do that. Yeah, any image that we create is a limitation that ultimately yes it it cuts out too much of the mystery but i did hear you say well, how do you feel about gendering something like yeah. god yeah no god definitely doesn't gender again that's limiting right that's very limiting right. and and god does not have a gender he's not it's not a would gender. they be more closer or is that is just that just minutia that's not <sighs> to me that's yeah, if you, if if people want, like, if I'm around people who they would prefer, if the humans would prefer a they, or, again, to me, I consider him a he, him, but again, that's mostly because that's how I was raised, and in the Christian religion, that's kind of just how he's described. They, It's a very masculine figure. Um, to me, though, that doesn't, I guess they they would be. I because would feel it's more also, comfortable with they, I guess. Because God's sure. also described as a trinity. Yeah, exactly. It's and like so it is the man element, that force element we were talking about, can mm-hmm. almost be articulated as like the Holy the Spirit, Holy Spirit yeah. is the force element mm-hmm. that I guess I would associate with nature. And then God is like the inclusion of man, the force, or like the physical world and the force, yeah, and then some. And then all of the all of that which it lives in, and the space that all of it lives in, or something. Yeah. Yes. Like Brahma, Shak- uh, Shiva, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Shakti. Yes. Brahma is yeah. That's a similar. Tri- yeah. Yeah. Trinity. Similar trinity. Exactly. Yeah, and that's so. Yeah, I, I I feel comfortable saying they. I think that's honestly. I think that's more Christians. I've heard like they they have a challenge of describing what the Holy Trinity is. I mean, and yet they do stick with the he, him still. So uh-huh. may, maybe try out they, maybe that would be a better understanding to get the, the point across. If that's what you're trying, if that's a goal of yours as a Christian. I, I don't know if it's because of the people I hang out with, but when I've gone to church with you and the family, it's when I do hear the he, him, <laughs> you know, as, Whatever it is, I'm like, I do have a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Well, I'm like, that's yeah, doing nothing. Like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, how much do people have to scream at the top of their lungs about the patriarchy? <laughs> right. Like, I hear it so much. It's like, yeah. can't we at least change the change, language? Yeah. But again, that might not be, a f- you know, I don't want to f- spend my time fighting what someone else, how someone else is trying to describe mystery mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed yeah. to like just living it myself yeah. and choosing my own language, you know, but I'll catch myself being in there and being like pretty critical of. For sure. It's something that you can get caught up in. Um, but again, I, if those thoughts come to mind to me, it's like, Oh, I'm taking away from who this being really is. Like, again, that's limiting to me. That's semantics. That's limiting. It's not that important. I try to look past it, but if it's important for someone else, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'm open to changing. And I think, and like you said, I think they is a more proper, proper path. Last to wrap this. So we know God now we know all, we know about them. And, uh, is there a way to communicate with aliens? Is there a, mm. is there a force or like a frequency or in that in that uh, infinite 
galaxy or yeah, dimension multiverse multiverse is there a way to thread yourself between mm. to kind of peek into the the maltiness i have not figured it out yet granted i haven't tried really that would scare me because people talk to aliens you know and they and yeah. they believe and they believe it i'm not trying to take away i haven't i haven't seen no, beings yet either. that i've known are from elsewhere all of my trips and all of my like deep med- meditations are like nature. Like yeah. I, I use imagery like animals that are of this planet. I don't get like yeah. Um, what are they? The tall gray aliens or mm-hmm. like I've seen gnomes. I think one time. I've heard that before. I've, I've seen heard like that a gnomish a, type of thing. I've heard that's a thing. It was just a brief um, moment. A guy like he was in a tree, and then I was like there a tree. A mind tree, and then he like oh, mind tree. Okay. he looked up, or they looked up, and then they like became the tree again. Whoa. This is so brief. Yeah, and it was in this like world of green, and like I was also in the jungle on that sounds ayahuasca cool, though, in, but, in my mind. Um, I don't know. I guess the I I would say the closest to communicating might be through hallucinogens, hallucinogenic medicines, but again, I. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. So let's talk jujitsu maybe. Okay. Where are you at on that? You just, so you yeah. are still rehabbing mm-hmm. from a knee injury sustained during, during jujitsu. Now I've had, I've, I've had two belts, right? I've had white belts and blue belt myself. I've been, I've been caught in this blue belt phase for a long time due mm-hmm. to moving gyms a lot, but each belt for me has been associated with a pretty traumatic injury. Jeez, mm. yeah, I got that too. But yeah, yeah, that's... but and I'm nervous to get a purple belt. <laughs> it's like, gonna get worse. I'm like, or I might just be a blue belt for the rest of my life, and like, and I'm I love blue yeah. anyway. I understand. I now understand the the injury aspect of it because I. I did not have any injury, major injuries in white or blue. What about in high school wrestling? Never had a major injury. It's because you wrestling. were a high school young man or because of what? Uh, I didn't really try <laughs> in, in high school. That like, doesn't I, protect me from injuries, That doesn't actually protect you, no. Because I, I saw some guys who didn't try and uh, got some pretty gnarly injuries in in wrestling. Um, I don't know. High school, I ne- the worst injuries came from football in high school. Oh, really? What? I don't even and know. I got, I don't know. I have a bump here. You can see that. Yeah. I did something to my thumb, but I never got it checked because I didn't want to take time off from football. And it healed in a funky and way. And it healed in a funky way. So there's that. I got a lot of hand, like getting my hands just jammed yeah. in, in face masks. Uh, I sprained an ankle. I got a concussion. All these things never diagnosed, self-diagnosed. Right. I just didn't get... Yeah, I didn't follow through because I wanted to keep playing. Wow. Um, and that's looking back, I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it was stupid. But I enjoyed it in the time. So, um, but wrestling and so so this injury, this this knee injury in jujitsu is my first major. I mean, I needed surgery, and that yeah, that definitely has now humbled me it's given me a little bit of fear of t- i haven't got, gone back to jiu-jitsu yet and i'm not technically cleared to i don't feel comfortable to um and i don't know i think it will it will definitely give me some hesitation for a while to get back into it um and We'll see, but I'm. Not, I mean, that being said, I really like jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I really like it, so I'm not gonna stop doing it. And you know, the fact that this happened, it. I almost wish it was with like a spazzy white belt that I had oh. my injury. Why? Okay. Because then I was like, oh, it's because of the spazzy white belt. I can avoid spazzy white belts. Uh-huh. But it was with a. It was with a trained purple belt. A real like a guy who knows his. Who knows his stuff? Mm-hmm. And it was just a, it was literally a freak. Like it was like I was in a position I've been in hundreds of times at this point, mm-hmm. and it just happened. And like that to me is like almost something that's harder to get over because now it's like 
Now when someone brings my leg up over their head, am I going to freak out? The unknown. The unknown. Because like that's what my, my leg. He was on his back. I was trying to pass his guard. Leg up over his head. Pop, pop, pop. Lay on my back. Your game will definitely. So I guess I've. I've separated my AC joint in my shoulder. I still haven't mm-hmm. gotten it yeah. uh, surgically repaired or anything. My white belt injury was a was a toe injury, mm. actually. And it was just a sustained toe injury that affected me for months. And I just kind of played through it. Mm-hmm. The AC joint, it, I, I sat for like six weeks, um, never got it surgically repaired. When I got back, I was... Very mild, very timid. Um, I also found out that, you know, I was pretty sick at the time when I came back. So, uh, I feel so, so now I, my games, I can still feel it. Like I'm not privy to like Baron Bolo to my left. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I will play half guard on my right side. Okay. (laughs) Like I'll lay down on my, on my right hip. Mm-hmm. and play from that place most more so like i'm like my game is adapted where i've actually become more side dependent mm. and mm-hmm. but it's but there's been like a new vigor of like being healthy again having energy that i didn't know i i lost and having strength and weight back that i didn't know i lost where I, my game's improved but it's always i guess it's always just kind of different and it doesn't really limit me I don't think about it anymore as much because the hesitation is like injury's favorite place. Yeah. It, it's yes. the it's the clenching mm-hmm. that leads to the uh, yeah, that leads to the injury somehow in a way. So it's almost like <sighs> look, this this world might the lesson of this life might be letting go. Like mm-hmm. like this might be a grand act of letting go. I forget who said that. That's someone's, but uh, that applies to the jujitsu game. Like, even though my shoulder is, I guess, more vulnerable now, uh, I I have to let go of it every time I I go into a role, and that actually somehow keeps me safer, mm-hmm. in a way. Also, I uh, I'm not afraid to train just twice a week. You know, like for so long it was, I got to train every day. Yeah. To get better, I have to train every day. But yeah. I'm finding that if I if I'm rested properly, I'm going in and I'm winning and I'm doing better and I'm showing and I'm I have more success actually and it's it's building and the success is building on top and I'm actually doing better, I'm getting better faster. I'm learning because I'm not mm-hmm. fatigued mentally, I'm not scared or I want to be there. Yeah. The times I'm there, I want to be there. So I'm actually like maximizing my time there. For sure. And that's been a huge thing for me too. Rest. Real rest. Yes. I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> and, and one um, more. If yeah. it's just to yeah, make yeah. it more complicated. Also choosing my, um, my rolling partners and finding my no. You're a purple belt now, dude. You, you yeah. have the right to, to, to pick no and choose and yeah. to say no and to, and you're old enough to like, dude, you're a man. You're like, you're, you can say, <laughs> yeah. you're, you can have your no. You don't have to prove shit to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think all those three things are, are going to be a way when you come back that you can, you know, build up again. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the the idea of going every day, that's, a, that's a, something that's stuck with. Or that that screamed at me when you were talking about that because that's that's especially someone like myself who growing up playing I mean you played sports your whole life in high school playing sports every single day and I mean it didn't matter like you had morning practice and afternoon practice and so you were there every single day and if not it was 10 times worse the next time you were there um so it's like that's been drilled into me so it's like yeah I have those same like guilt Mm. Almost like when it's like, I should go today. I don't have an excuse besides the fact of like, oh, I'm sore. I'm tired. And then I sometimes I force myself and yeah, I just getting pounded that day. Just constantly 
Granted, I've also had days where I've gone and I've had great days. Yeah, like there's a dance there. Yeah, there is a dance. Yeah. Um, so it's and like I'm like, wow, I'm glad I really came today. Mm-hmm. And like that was a that was a great that was all just like a mental mental barrier. So there, so there for me, it's like finding that balance of understanding what true what is true rest. Like, what do I? What does my body really need? And I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, and then also just saying like, what's just me being mentally like, I don't want to go today. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do this today. And but just because I don't want to, I'm being lazy. That's that's where I'm at with that. Um, but with yeah, and then the power of saying no. I mean, that's outside of jujitsu. That's just a, it's a beautiful power. <laughs> it's a but with jujitsu especially good place to practice. A, yeah, it's a great place to practice. Um, again, I I haven't I've I've been a I was a purple belt for one month before I got hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's like it was, and I got to there was one day and there's something I don't know. Again, if you experience this, like going from white belt to blue belt, it's like just the act of getting that purple and wearing it or like wearing the the new color. All of a sudden, it gives me I'm better. I'm like some days I am just better. Like I I roll like we did king of the mat. And for those who don't know in jujitsu, if you do king of the mat, you're usually in a position and then your goal is to. So for this one. I was in full guard and their goal was to pass my guard or submit me. And my goal was to sweep or submit. Right. So I, get them on so their back on or, their back or kill or simulate killing or them. simulate killing them or they simulate killing me or get past, past my your hips. Yeah. Past my hips. And so I didn't lose. I didn't lose the entire, I think I it was fifty the last fifteen minutes no maybe the last twenty minutes of class and I was sweeping everyone I swept a black belt oh yeah I've swept a flower purple. sweeps I'm picturing like so no actually so it was he got his knee in in between my my crotch and like separated my legs mm-hmm. at which point I got into half guard half guard to dog fight yeah, dog, or. Yeah. Um, I forget what you coyote coyote and then just tackle basically. Yeah. Tap the, tap the leg, tackle, bring him down. Um, and I did, I did due to fatigue lose against the Brown belt with like two minutes left and it made me upset. Wow. (laughs) But I I slept him. I slept him before and then he came. Really? He had had vengeance. It was, uh, it was, I don't want to say anything, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he came back. I could tell he had a little bit of spark because I got him the first time around. And so, like, just that act of, like, it was like I was no different a week ago. And I feel like just the act of the momentum, that, yeah, the, that the purple, mental, yeah. Like you said, the momentum of winning. Yeah. It's just a constant. It's like I was, gra- or I was given the purple belt. Validation. Validated. And then it's like, yeah. Confidence is high. Confidence yep. is high. I'm there. Confidence is crazy in, yeah. in fighting. Yeah, it's it, it it is crazy. But I now I I think of like I talk to guys who don't train and they and they're delusional. <laughs> yeah, know? listening to to you talk about this before. <laughs> yeah, you did it too. It's yes. Like uh, I remember going to Puerto Rico and there's some guys I worked with and they're all talking about like fighting and like and how kind of how tough they are which is of course is a red flag but i was just like oh where do you guys train mm-hmm. oh i did some boxing and height so you yeah. don't train yeah, yeah no training <laughs> this was 20 years ago <laughs> okay oh i did krav maga in uh in you know a decade ago yeah. okay um and just the air of confidence they have, mm-hmm. I don't think that is the kind of confidence that will work. There's a particular no. earned confidence that once it's validated, it's like unleashing kind of like a a beast. Yeah, I'm – I mean, I do – purple belt is a goal still. I mean, I definitely yeah. want it, but like I – I've also committed to being a blue belt for, <laughs> for the rest of my life. You look good in purple, though. You, you're wearing purple pants. I am. See, I mean, it's, it looks good with Subliminally. You. Yeah, exactly. I hope Ish watches this. And you, okay, I should say you train at, like, 
a really top high-end academy and like to win king of the mat that much is something because uh the academy that i've been at and is still high quality but there's just been classes where i've been the highest ranked person there yeah and which meant that i i had the most knowledge and technique uh, and i was able to maintain that position just through yeah. and not even expend that much energy just through yeah. technique and stuff like that so yeah. but to bring that yeah it's submitting black belts sweeping brown belts is like a rare treat that i might get it's becoming more and more now mm-hmm. but it's just it's still a rare treat yeah you know it still is for me uh, yeah. Not, yeah that was a that was a beautiful rare day kind of that i'm still yeah still working at but do you remember when we so I think about this sometimes. The day we were supposed to get our blue belts. The day. We so me and Vincent trained at the same academy in, in Minnesota. Um, pretty much our entire white belt career. Not really. We each had kind of like two stripes on our white belt. Yeah, I, and then I we got together it. and trained for like another year. Mm-hmm. And there was a day we were, we were training. We were both like kind of seasoned four stripe white belts, four three white belts. And we line up. And I just had the feeling we were going to get promoted. And as we lined up to close out, which is when they gave out promotions, lightning struck the building and the power went out. Yes. And so the day we yes. were supposed to get our blue belts, lightning hit the hit around the area. The power yeah. went out and Ish was like, our, our head um, instructor instructors yeah. like, oh, well, I was going to give out some promotions but uh i guess we'll wait and uh i forgot about that and the next time we showed up um actually you showed up the next day day, and you got your blue belt and then i showed up the day after and i got my blue belt but i'm like fuck dude is this a sign like we have infinite power as soon as we get (laughs) (laughs) like the world's not ready for us to be blue belts you don't you don't fucking remember i think about that that was not something powerful for me it was lightning striking <laughs> That's a li- and what power it going. It's like literally the epitome of God striking <laughs> down legitimate. And it meant nothing. It's like Hercules, <laughs> the animated movie when oh Phil gosh. gets struck by yeah. lightning like yeah. right before he accepts the training. I think about that all the time. Whoa. So I don't know. I'm no know. rush for this purple belt because I'm literally <laughs> scared. Literally, literally. That might have been meant for you because nothing happened. Well, wait, did something crazy happen? And I got, no, nothing crazy happened when I got my purple belt, except for Ish made me roll with the six black belts that were, he, it was me, all the brown belts and black belts on a mat, on a mat separately. He, that was the, the crazy thing, but that was his, that's, his, that's it, a treat. It was, it was actually really because fun. There I is a pow- <laughs> there's also a power that comes with being the underdog. Mm-hmm. Because I remember one time visiting M, M Theory, which is the uh, Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Minnesota yeah. we trained at. And um, Ish paired us up in uh, team teams of three. And I was oh, a blue yeah. belt. And he put me with, like, two black belts. And I was like, ooh! <laughs> like, like, it's exciting because, first off, these are seasoned black belts who are not going to just hurt me for the sake of hurt. They have nothing to prove, so they won't hurt, they won't hurt me too bad. And that, and I have nothing to lose yeah. in terms of like I can only surprise can people. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's only victory. And yeah. I think I caught one sweep that entire time on, but but that was it, and that was yeah. worth it. I felt like I exactly. like it was very validating to have done so. Yeah, so that yeah that was a fun day, honestly. And I and I mean it was fun because I also kind of knew he's like, all right, all the black belts, brown belts on that mat, and he's looking at me. Looks at my belt, looks at me, he's like, and all the four stripe blue belts. <laughs> and I'm like, seems targeted, but okay. <laughs> so I, it was it was fun. Um, but yeah, there's that power in being an underdog too. It's it's almost comes with the confidence because it's like, well, what's the worst? Like, I'm what's the worst that's gonna happen? I'm gonna get submitted. Expected. I yeah, should. Exactly. I should. So when you do catch those those things, it's fun. Jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. It's a great sport. Great should, we t- should we talk a little tea? I mean, I want to. I still want to promote your... Uh, so Vince has a... Uh, basically, he's a tea researcher um, mm-hmm. with his science background. He he looks into tea's properties 
from a scientific perspective um, and what they do and how they interact with the body, um, <laughs> as well as the cultural and social and, and all this stuff. But you, you put out a blog called Fresh Steeps, freshsteeps.com, and uh, it's really insightful. I mean, even for a non-tea enthusiast, there's, there's still – it's entertaining and, uh, and there's enough knowledge there to – so what's your agenda with fresh steeps and like, and maybe explain it a little bit for those who don't know. Yeah. So the, I, I like tea. I love tea. It's uh it's something that's been kind of a part of my life now for the majority of it. And I wanted to basically take, I wanted to learn more about it myself. And what better way of learning more about it yourself than doing the research and then passing it along to others? Because I think the best way of te- of learn of truly like learning is being able to teach about something. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of decided that with with this tea blog, there's something cool. And and tea is such a diverse topic that yeah, like you said. There's a cultural aspect. There's an there's an art aspect. I mean, tea has influenced art in not only like writing, but in like decorating and other sorts of arts in many ways. But then there's also that the science background, which is what I've kind of dr- been more drawn to, like looking into tea and what's what's going on when you steep a cup of tea, and it's it's crazy. Some of the the research behind it is it's cool, and I say the research like. There's not a big, there's not a big um, calling for research on tea, so it's something like from accredited labs. There's there's good research out there, but there's not that much. There's definitely still needs to be more. So from what I I try to find good sources as much as you can as one can, and I do as 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 good of a job as I can to convey those messages. Um, but I've found just what's drawn the most to me is finding again, like those compounds that are in tea, like the, like L-theanine, for example, that's a, it's an amino acid that has that property of giving you a sense of calm, a calm focus is kind of how it's been described Hmm. in the tea community because tea inherently has caffeine so the caffeine, as we, as most people know, gives you the upper, the kind of the oomph to get, get going with your day. But this, this compound of L-theanine balances it out and gives you a focused and calm. It, it brings down that, ex, that, that super spike that you get from personally, I could, I should speak when I drink coffee. Spike. I get a spike. So it kind of balances out slow build as opposed to a high build. And then a a slow descent. Yeah, descent. Um, Versus the spike up and down. Mm. And that's kind of honestly why I've got, I loved tea. And it's because of that feeling. And then I've looked into it. And so so that stuff fascinates me. It's, it's really cool. And I tried to pass it along and, and I got some, Last week, just on my Instagram post, I, I asked if I sent out like a poll if people want to know more about it. And it sounds like I got a, an overwhelmingly, um, an overwhelming response of yes, like that people are interested in that stuff. So what the science, the, the science, yeah, the science behind it. So, so that was kind of reassuring too. It's cool that people like that stuff and people kind of want to know. Yeah. And it's bridging, doing. it's bridging like what you know and what exactly. you do with what you like. Yes. Yeah, so it's, exactly. It's, it's authentic. And so, yeah, so that's been that alone has just been fun to to understand that and dive deeper into it because again you find out there's there's crazy things that like people a lot of times throw tea bags in and just leave the tea in in the hot water and then just for thirty minutes forty minutes whatever like just as long as it takes them to finish that cup of tea I'm finding out that the the chemical composition of that cup is changing. So frequently that if you leave it in there, like eventually it's going to hit a homeostasis and just stop, like stop all reactions. But if you leave it in there for like longer than five minutes, 
a lot of what you think you're getting with tea is actually now it's become something completely different that you're not getting at all. Hmm. And so that's, that's been also like the proper way to steep a cup of tea. And like, if you're just doing it for taste, some people really like the bitterness of tea. And I would say that you're just burning the leaves then. Oh. And that's, that's what it, that's kind of what it is. I mean, dad does that a lot. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he really likes to just like burn the leaves and get that really bitter taste. But now having experienced other teas, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And, and it, like I said, it completely negates the, the composition of what that cup holds. So it's, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been liking diving into that a lot. Well, I've been enjoying it too. And I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know it was a, a passion really, or even a interest until it's really, I've really enjoyed you diving into this and I like the history. I mean, mm-hmm. I like the, the ceremony of it of tea like Mm -hmm. ayahuasca is a type of tea as well so it's even referred to as the tea um so it all kind of makes sense to me and it it really it triggers me in the right kind of ways as well so i appreciate that um so where can people find you let's let's wrap this up yeah so uh i'm most active freshseeps.com obviously that's the blog that's where I'm posting weekly, um, just keeping up to date with, I'll, I'll post reviews of tea companies. I'll post these, uh, these scientific researches of, of what's going, what's in your cup of tea, um, as well as just recipes, other fun things that people like. Um, I got an Instagram, Fresh Steeps, and TikTok, Fresh Steeps. And there is a Facebook. I'm less active on the Facebook, so I'd say... If you're on social media, check out the Instagram and TikTok. Those are those are more fun and yeah, more I'm more active on that. So beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Vincent. Vincent Alexander, everybody. This has been the Goodwind. <laughs> <laughs>